Good afternoon, everybody. What's going on, y'all? My name is Ruckus Man, and this is the Codename Agents of Chaos podcast. I want to thank y'all for joining me this evening. After this long hiatus we've taken, thank you, COVID. Thank you, Hurricane Dorian. Thank you, life. Yeah, amen. So, yeah, like I said, this is the Codename Agent of Chaos podcast. My name is Ruckus Man. Thank you for joining me this afternoon. We have a very special guest with us today. Before we get to him, just remember, you can follow us online. Because when I started listening off, like, platforms and shit, yeah. it's really, I always miss one. Yeah. And then the other day, I search, and I was like, okay, I don't know this one, and I don't know this one, and I don't know this one. Everybody just taking my show. All right, all is God. All is God. But this evening, we have with us a very special guest. His name is Mr. Lambo Astwood here to talk to us about crypto and finance in the Bahamas. But Astwood, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. Thanks for having me, man. I really, I really appreciate being here. So, 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 but Astwood, um, tell us about yourself. First of all, do, do we call me? Do we call you Lambo or? I mean, you call me Lambo. My real name is Lamont, but you know that don't sound as sketchy. So, oh, Lam- Lambo. All right, all right. Yeah. Let's, let's let's go with Lambo then. Yeah. So, but, but Lambo, tell us about yourself. Where did you grow up? Who your people says? Where you come from? Yeah, I was born and raised in Nassau, Bahamas. There you go. I was born on a Tuesday night. Yeah, it was dark okay. and stormy night. Oh shit! All right. Um, my <laughs> mom, Rosalind Astwood, pastor. Okay. Yeah, so okay. I'm, a, I'm a PK. Okay. Oh, you're a PK. All <laughs> yeah, right, all right. Yeah, yeah. And what's what's kind of strange is as a heathen, I know what those <laughs> initials mean. All right, then. <laughs> well, we ain't gonna get into how to. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Yeah. So shout out to mom. Yeah, shout yeah, out man. to mom. No, dad's a businessman. Okay. Um, yeah, I was just born and raised in Nassau. Went to several different schools, but graduated from Temple Christian. Shout out to Temple Christian. Yeah, attended UB, got a bachelor's degree in finance. Okay. Then I pursued several other certifications in mm. finance and blockchain technology, as mm. well as enrolled in the CFA program as well. Okay. Yeah, so I have like a real deep background in finance, you know. All right, all right. So, okay, what is it about finance that drew you to that subject and that career? Believe it or not, mm. it came from a movie. Um, if you say, yeah, you, originally you, Wall Street. Hmm? Wall Street. No, I, okay, even though I love Wall Street, I okay, love that not, movie. I'll get um, it. Limitless, but Limitless. Okay. Yeah. All right. But what happened was, I originally went to college to study physics, mm. right? And I was in focus, mm. and I realized it's the same concepts, but it's with money. So it's something more tangible. I don't want to say tangible, but mm. you could see it. Instead okay. of talking about force equals mass time, mass times acceleration, mm. you could say market cap equals price time shares outstanding. So okay, it's like okay. something you could make a little bit more sense of, you know? That that all sounded like physics to me. <laughs> like, what, the, what, what did this nigga just say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's basically it. That's basically it. So let me ask you this then. From Lambo's perspective, yeah. what is the number one crucial thing all Bahamians need to understand when it comes to finance? Um, financial literacy is incredibly, incredibly needed in this country. Yes. Incredibly needed. Like, I, I would say in the black community in general. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I respect all teachers, and I think a lot of the curriculum 
is outdated. I think a lot of it has to be redone mm-hmm. because, like, when you go in that real world, it's like <laughs> you know, there's nobody giving you a handbook for this. So, okay, from what you've seen, obviously you've been to school here. Um, I had the privilege slash not privilege yeah. <laughs> of schooling in other parts of the world too. Yeah. How? In, from Lambo's perspective, how do you introduce financial literacy into the educational system? Do you do it in primary school, preschool? Primary. Primary, okay. Primary. Get them started as early as, po- early as possible. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a girl named Lakeisha Roll. She runs the Financial Academy. She's okay. doing a great job. Okay, right shout now. out to Lakeisha Roll. Yeah, she's having a, a conference. Just like a little plug. She's yeah, having right. a conference. <laughs> okay, no problem. Yeah, and, but she's been doing a really great job just educating and mm-hmm. focusing on the youth. Because okay. usually you want to get them young mm-hmm. so they grow up with these habits and grow up understanding stuff. Okay, okay. You know? So, question then. I understand getting the youth. I totally agree. Get to the youth. So that they could start developing the, the habits and, and what they need to have. What about those of us who are older and already kind of had to set in our ways, had to figure things out, make mistakes along the way? What about those who are currently like in the workforce? All right. Well, in that case, you will have to, it's really about just like, you, even though you're like older, you still have to be educated. Yes. You, know, you still have to be educated, but. The thing is, when you're dealing with older people, you have to approach it a different way. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. it isn't a, you can't take a condescending, you can't like talk at them, you gotta work with them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. if people say like, all right, I'm working with you, I can mm-hmm. teach you like how to do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. You're, you'll probably be more receptive because okay. you feel as though someone's talking to you on a respect mm-hmm. level. Okay. Because no one, even though like, even though you might have shortcomings and knowledge in certain things mm. no one wants to feel stupid no, yeah no, I, and i'm not saying you're stupid but mm. no one wants to feel like they know less yes yes and be see? made to feel like yeah, that. yeah. so it's okay. like really how you approach it i i would say too um while i agree is also the responsibility of the person that's not as knowledgeable to accept the fact that you're not as knowledgeable Bingo. and be receptive to the information Bingo. so there has to be a meeting yeah. in the middle yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's those are the both areas where we as Bahamians need a little more culturing. Yeah, you definitely. Know, no, not to be speaking condescendingly to someone and then also being open enough to learn and realize, hey, you don't know everything. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, um, before we even get into all of that, this sounds like a pretty simple question, right? But you be, I'm amazed at how normally the simple questions tend to trip people up what is finance what is that well that's you got me there because <laughs> <laughs> some people could see it as an economy an mm. industry a mm. study theory mm. stuff like that so okay. yeah i guess it's really in like which way you're looking at it mm. so like if you're looking from an industry perspective it's like the business of like trading and buying securities and assets okay then if you're looking at it from a theoretical perspective is just really accumulation of assets and liabilities Mm -hmm. like when you talk about like the financial aspect of a person's life Mm -hmm. so yeah that's a very (laughs) as a a broad question yeah very broad question okay so let me ask this what should finance mean we mentioned earlier introducing finance at the primary school level yeah so you got a 
four-year-old, five-year-old, six-year-old, eight-year-old sitting in the first grade. Yeah. So let's take it from that standpoint. If the, when the inevitable question comes, what is finance? How, how do you explain that to a child? I would tell them, I mean, a child is going to understand because children understand money. Right? Yeah. 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 Like yeah. children yeah. know about money really early. Like <laughs> you children know what a dollar can do for them, what two dollars can do for them, what yeah. they can buy, candy, ice cream, whatever. Or whatever, yeah. They learn it. Mm. But if you, like, if you really teach them finance, you could teach them like, hey, if you actually save up, you don't spend your money on candy, you could probably buy a burger at the end of the week. Mm. It tastes better than the candy. candy okay. <laughs> like, okay, okay. I'm just using stuff like that, like arbitrary stuff like that. Okay. But yeah, definitely. That's the way how you can look at it. Because trust me, kids understand money. Mm-hmm. They might not understand, like, okay, saving or budgeting at that age, mm-hmm. but they definitely understand. I, I would imagine, um, like you say, the, the, the kids catch on pretty quickly. Yeah. So... I think they understand or I could at least comprehend, hey, listen, if mommy gives me a dollar today and a dollar tomorrow and a dollar throughout the week and at the end of the week, I have five whole dollars. I think they understand that. But now when everybody get blow pop (laughs) and they ain't get none and they want blow pop too and they have the means to get blow pop now, hold on now. (laughs) (laughs) So, um. You, but you are absolutely right. They they do understand the concept of finance. Um, and it, it's interesting that that concept, um, when I look at other ethnicities, they kind of teach that to them. Yeah, definitely. They teach at them. a very early age. Very young age. Um, watching in the States, we've, we've even seen it in American TV shows, the children get an allowance. Yeah. And even a ways of punishing them is to withhold that allowance. Yeah, so they understand money is power. Exactly. Money is a form of power, you know? In, in your view, why do you think um, that is missing in Bahamian society? Um, boy, that's, a, that's something I really have to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, the same thing we talk about, like with the education, it's mm-hmm. like when you have generations who grew up without that, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I I love all my ancestors, I love all the people. Okay. like they weren't taught certain things. Yes. They were taught like, hey, you just go get a job, you mm-hmm. know, you know, because even like in the investing aspect, right? Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of investment opportunities in the Bahamas. No. So that's something that's so far removed from the average Bahamian's mind. It's mm-hmm. like, so some of them. And, like they're not even looking at it as like I saving up for something mm-hmm. bigger. Mm-hmm. It's like I might as well just enjoy this right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. So makes sense. Makes sense. Makes yeah, sense. it is a cultural thing. Is a is a is trust me that happened. That was, a part of me think it's engineered. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I don't, that, I don't this is definitely <laughs> by design. Yeah, I don't, I'm not the type to rock the boat, but I, a part of me definitely believe yep. that was by design. Yep, yep, <laughs> yeah. yep. And and not necessarily by the usual suspects. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And we can leave that one right there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm trying to get cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, how important then is finance to the Bahamas? Definitely important. Mm. Definitely is it important. still our number two industry? Um, I would love to look at the numbers of that, but mm. definitely is if the financial industry collapse, yeah, God, like, apocalypse, really. The boy. <laughs> Fuck a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> that shit, boy. Because, see, it, the way I have to look at it is, 
it isn't even about people losing their job. It's like, okay, they're losing their job. Mm-hmm. Now, they're not buying from like entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And entrepreneurs don't have money to pay people in other industries outside of finance. So it's like a trickle down yeah. effect. Okay, okay. So it all comes full circle. Okay, okay. Yeah. In your opinion, do we rely too much on one industry to fuel our economy? Do we rely too much on tourism? Yeah, definitely. Okay. And COVID really showed us our soft underbelly. Yeah, yeah boy. COVID really. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> COVID really showed us our soft underbelly, like how vulnerable we were. Because if you'd have come to me in 2018 mm. and say, hey, Lamont, all travel around the world is going to shut down and you're going to be stuck inside your house. I would have called you crazy and mm. laugh in your face. Like, I would have never fathomed that. Like, my dad, he's like 60 years old. He's mm-hmm. older. He's almost 70. And he's mm-hmm. like, never in his never. life, he had to stay in his home. Like, like, that, like <laughs> not even like, well, we we requesting that you stay home. No, or be, no nigga, stay your ass in <laughs> the house. Get you outside. Yeah, you lock up. <laughs> we ain't on your run. And like, niggas was getting locked up for true, for true. Yeah, so it's like, when you have an industry that depends on tourism mm-hmm. and that's shut off, it's like, what do we have? Yeah. 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 In, 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 in looking back at it, and technically, we not even technically, we are still going through the pandemic. Oh, yeah. When you take everything into consideration, how did the Bahamas fail, all things considered? Um, we, we took... We took a serious hit. Yeah. Uh, we took a serious hit. That was something we was definitely not prepared for. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anyone was prepared for that. No. So, yeah. No. no one was prepared. But, mm-hmm. you know, developing countries on a whole, mm-hmm. they really suffered during that time. A lot of families, you know, a lot of people weren't able to work. Mm-hmm. And a lot of families suffered. Yeah. Yeah. That was a very, that was a very um, dire time. But now we're out of it. I mean, not completely out of it, mm-hmm. like you just mentioned, but we just starting to see recovery and mm-hmm. all that. Hopefully nothing else happens. Like that's my greatest fear. Yeah. Something else happening like that mm-hmm. because it gets real. Yeah. So, um, is it safe to say that we have so-called recovered or are we still in the woods or this, this again, this is from your observation. Um, I would say we're recovering. Mm-hmm. Like, there are cases still going on and mm. it was I, I, I wasn't keeping up with, I, I don't know if it's like a new variant the other day yeah there was <laughs> all there right. was alright so like yeah so they coming out with a new one mm-hmm. and I don't know we just gotta make sure we kind of just yeah. stay safe yeah yeah cause I mean my brush with COVID and I was one I was like oh that's the flu Flu? <laughs> and, and then when I ended up in the hospital, I was like, no, nigga, this is not the flu. Yeah. This is something way different. Yeah. Okay. Trust me. So, all right. So let's talk about the bank, the financial sector. Yeah. Um, I would say end up well, we in 2023. So I'd say let's go about 20 years. Yeah. What would you what would you say are some of the changes that we had to embrace? in order to continue forward? Well, I wasn't even into finance back then. <laughs> yeah, definitely um, we become more globalized. We, um, I think that was ever like a part of our culture, like, mm-hmm. work, like as far as like offshore banking. And all okay. That. But now we're starting to see like 
like we we're very dependent on like foreign investments, mm. foreign investments, and that's just a that's just the way how our economy is set up. That's just how it is. Okay, yeah. but let, let, let's stop there then. What is offshore banking? Offshore banking that's basically like you know providing banking services to foreign clients. Okay, yeah, stuff like that. Just so, what is it about the Bahamas, uh, Cayman Islands? And these similar kind of destinations. What is it about us that makes offshore banking so attractive? Um, there's several factors that go into that. Okay. Um, jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're relatively close to the United States, mm-hmm. as well as political stability. And when I say political stability, you know how we vote F and M one one election. And PLP. When you really look at it, most people who are F and M and PLP share ideologies. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Like it isn't like in the United States where Republicans and Democrats they they basically have different lifestyles essentially. Yes, and all of them vote against each other in Congress. But mm. in the Bahamas, we kind of like do, despite the party, both parties kind of do the same thing. Same thing, yeah. So that is a form of political stability. Mm, okay. Yeah, and also like taxes. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was talking to an executive at a major firm. And he was like, one of the reasons why they wanted to move to the Bahamas is when you look at like regulation and taxes, mm-hmm. it's almost like a blanket regulation for the entire Bahamas. Mm-hmm. Whereas operating in the United States, the taxes and regulation in New York is totally different from California. Exactly. So he's like, every different city, municipality, they got to mm-hmm. be having different compliance officers and yeah. doing all type of run around and mm-hmm. handling different type of red tape. But mm-hmm. he was like, in countries like Cayman, and the Bahamas is like, once you deal with that one body, that one governing body, you're mm. kind of like, okay. Okay, all right. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, this is something that always kind of piqued my interest. Um, millionaire Bahamians, in, ge- in general, yeah. how do they, how do they save their money? How do they invest their money? As are the are offshore services available to them? Like I would have, I would kind of get into that on whether like offshore services available to them. Mm-hmm. But I think what I notice with like a lot of millionaire Bahamians, and I guess I don't know if it's the reason they are or just is a effect of it. Mm-hmm. But all of them tend to run in the same circles, and mm-hmm. I think a part of that is like they probably co-invest in certain projects. Okay, because really information. Mm-hmm. Information is one of the reasons why you will be wealthy and successful. If yes. you have access to certain information that other people don't, mm-hmm. that will give you a serious advantage. Okay. And so if you're able to connect with people who have access to that information and you're willing to risk it, mm-hmm. that's another factor. If you're willing to risk it, mm-hmm. then you will probably see some success in that way. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. So we talked a lot about you know banking and finances and things like that. So... Let's start getting into the crypto stuff now. Um, first of all, again, simple question. What is cryptocurrency? All right. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> cryptocurrency is basically like virtual or digital currency, mm. but it's, it's intended not to have a central authority. Mm, okay. So when, so like the way how you could say it is not all digital currency is cryptocurrency, but cryptocurrency is like a digital currency. Okay. So... Like when you talk about like the sand dollar, the mm. sand dollar is not really a crypto. It's mm. a digital representation, representation of the Bahamian dollar. Okay. It's issued by the central bank or central authority. Okay. 
you can't really compare that to like Bitcoin because first of all, nobody really knows who Satoshi Nakamoto is. <laughs> like that, that, my, my question is my net worth is depending on this person or this in or this group or whatever <laughs> does <laughs> does is satoshi an actual person that's like religion <laughs> right boy <laughs> we ain't getting into that but you know i i, I have my skepticisms i think it's a group i think it's a yeah. group or, yeah I don't yeah think. Me operating in yeah, the shadows i don't thing, think yeah. it's like one individual person mm. but um yeah so, so so cryptocurrency is a kind of digital currency. Digital currency. Okay. So when it comes to cryptocurrency, what is it that Bahamians should understand first, in your opinion? That it isn't for everyone. Mm. I am a diehard crypto supporter, but mm. it isn't for everyone. Mm. Like, it's incredibly volatile, yes. incredibly risky. And yes. the reality of it... Um, I just have to tell people it, you know, because mm. I, I love the space. Mm. About 90% of cryptos, probably more, 95% are scams. I agree. <laughs> yeah, it's I scams. Agree. 90, I agree. 95% of it's scams. Yeah. And one of the reasons for that is there's such a low barrier for entry. Mm. So, like, you see how this, like, the Agent of Chaos yeah. podcast? Yeah. So, Thursday evening? Yes. By Monday, we could have an Agent of Chaos coin on the market. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, so <laughs> like, <sighs> yeah. So I would implore people, you know, mm. um, it's not for everyone. Understand your risk tolerance. Mm. Like, I don't need no one investing. Oh, I could put a thousand dollars into Bitcoin. Mm. Price drop twenty percent. You panicking back and forth. Oh, yeah. other way. You know that mm. happens. That, yeah, that happens. Yeah. You know, I had times where I put money into crypto and I watch it plummet right before mm. my eyes. Mm. But sec. you know, you wait a couple of weeks. Mm. It pump back up, but okay. it don't always pump back up. Yeah. So okay. you have to understand your risk tolerance. Um, only invest what you could afford to lose. Lose exactly. Definitely, like only invest what you could afford to lose. From from your perspective and from your observation, globally, how strong is the current is the confidence in crypto? Oh. <laughs> There are certain events that has happened like last year and mm. with certain companies. That, that shall remain nameless. Yeah. Um, that definitely has wavered the confidence. Mm. Now, the real crypto supporters are, a lot of them are continuing to support it. Yes. And like I said, you, you in that 95% that are like, like doing shady stuff, mm. you have the 5% that are actually solid. Mm hmm. So it's now it's time for like the cream to rise to the top. Yes, yes, yes. So I think a lot of people who were, weren't ever interested in crypto, it was like, uh, aha, I got your moment. Or like, yeah, yeah. You know, I was right. I, I told you all this. Yeah, I told, I told you, you so. this was a bunch of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah you I, I, to, I told you so moment. Yeah. But right now, I could see it starting to recover. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people, you know, like the prices started going back up. I mm -hmm. think last week Bitcoin hit like a six month high or something. I or, think so, yeah. yeah. But you, you, you know what I find interesting about that? When it was the low and like when it was, it was hurricane crypto, yeah. man, shit, you <laughs> couldn't shut these people up. They was on CNBC, they was on CNN, they was on Sky News and on BBC. And like, yeah, and we know that's. Crypto was a scam, and, yeah. and I, I even had like really good friends of mine like 
bro, you need to take a look at this article. I mean, I know you and that's your thing, but I ain't trying to talk shit, but I just, I just, I looking out for you, bro. And it's like, you know something? I appreciate it. Yeah. CYC, but I appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> CYC. So, um, you mentioned that out of the 95% that are scams, you do have the ones that are solid. Yeah. So, from Lambo's perspective, again, what are the ones that you that look, you know, right. promising that look like worth someone's time? All right, this is not financial advice. Let yes, me, let me put this in bold, bold underline italics. Bold <laughs> underline italics with triple stars yeah. at the beginning <laughs> and the end. As I know, just how some of y'all niggas go. Oh, Lambo says no, no. This is not financial advice. One more time, this is not financial advice. Again, for the idiot in the back that don't listen, we're going to pause for three seconds. This is not financial advice. Continue, sir. Yeah. You so, know, some dumbass can still come in anyway. Yeah. So, Bitcoin has, like, the credibility behind it. You mm. know, it has the history behind it. Yeah. And essentially, if Bitcoin fails, the entire crypto market fails. So, yeah. I kind of am bullish on Bitcoin. Okay. Ethereum, that has a lot of decentralized apps that built on it. Mm-hmm. And Ethereum has a large infrastructure. So okay. I don't want to say it's too big to fail. Nothing is too big to fail, but I would, I, I'll throw my support behind Ethereum. Ethereum, so, okay. As well as Solana. Solana, you okay. know, similar to Ethereum, you know, it's used for the building decentralized apps. Okay. It took a huge hit last year. Yeah. And, you know, I scooped some up. Um, that was like a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, those are like three. I'm just kind of... You're looking at right now. Yeah. But... Um, but Go ahead. Yeah, but what's been going on with as far as like AI, artificial intelligence? There are a few projects out there that I'm looking at. I I don't hold some. I'm just looking at them. I have them on my watch list. I'm just looking to see how they perform. But a lot of projects that are related to artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. I am definitely keeping my eyes on right now. Okay, 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 okay. Um, I know this might sound like a nonsensical question. Should Bahamians be getting into crypto, or at least looking at it? Because we, we talked about the youth earlier. <laughs> crypto is normally associated with tech, and tech is normally associated with youth. Yeah. So should is that something they need to be looking at? Once again, not financial not advice. Financial advice. <laughs> not financial advice. Not financial advice. Before you talk about investing in crypto, you have to understand it. Um, mm. Learn about it. Mm-hmm. Don't just, you know, oh, I saw this on the news, so let me go buy it. Yeah. Sorry, everyone when they was li- saw Doge, they just wanted to go buy Dogecoin. They mm. don't even know that Dogecoin was a literal joke. Yeah, like something like Shiba Inu. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, I made a lot of money on Dogecoin, but I that was not supposed to happen. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. when you look at financial theory, that was not supposed was to happen. Wow, okay, but I would say just look into it, and if you think it suits you, mm-hmm. if once again not financial advice once again. That might be something you want to consider. Yes. Okay. I think a reason why a lot of Bahamians are looking into crypto is especially like younger Bahamians Mm -hmm. is remember we talked about earlier, like there aren't a lot of investment opportunities. Yes. This isn't like the US where you have the stock market with twenty thousand companies you could invest in. Yeah. You know, and just due to our size, it isn't really like anything like to do with regulators or Mm -hmm. the industry itself. It's just that that's just uh matter of our size as a country okay so a lot of young individuals they're trying to find avenues mm-hmm. that 
they're trying to find alternate avenues essentially to create wealth for themselves. Okay, okay. Like I always say, it isn't when I meet a lot of young people, it isn't that they don't want to invest mm-hmm. or like they're just wasteful on them. A lot of them want to, it's just that they don't know where to invest. Where to invest and, and the proper ways to do so. Exactly. And I would imagine too, they're always the predators out there looking to yeah. take advantage. Yeah. So we live in a time now where if someone was going to scam you in the past, they actually had to be physically in your face. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now you could have somebody scam you from all the way in Nigeria. Exactly. Shout out to Nigeria. So someone scam you, go right by the house. Come outside, boy. Yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> like, remember me and you was talking about my TikTok and Instagram. Yeah. Every other week, I have an imposter account. Um, yeah. People like, boy, oh, I send you money. Like, but you never send me no money. Like, right? I don't know what you're talking about, bro. But, but you know something? <laughs> like, in, 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 in saying that, you know what I realized? For someone to go to the trouble <laughs> of making a fake account, a fake account with Lambo's name on it, you kind of know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, but I mean, listen. Um, for those of you out there in podcast line, please verify the account. Yeah, definitely. Before you start sending money. Is it safe to say that um, persons that ask for money straight out the gate, that's kind of a red flag? Yes. Okay. They ask for money straight out the gate. Um, if, little piece of advice, if someone comes to you with like a crypto project or anything and they guarantee returns, mm. say like, all right, we're going to give you 10% or 1% a day or 10% mm. over the course of a week or we could double your money, mm-hmm. we could turn 500 into 5,000, that's a scam. That's a scam, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's, a, that's, that's a humongous red flag. Yeah, like you cannot guarantee returns. Yeah, you know, okay. Like I, I don't know what Bitcoin is going to be next week. Mm. I do not know. Ex- exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. But so, I, I, people, again... But see, what happens is you have people who are like in desperate positions. Mm-hmm. And when you're desperate, you tend to try anything. Yeah. You see, so... Yeah. But that, that's that's where the predatory nature comes in exactly. because they know you're desperate. Exactly. And your back is against the wall and you're looking for something. Yeah. Um, and also they prey on people who don't have like a lot of intelligence. Ah. Uh, because like you don't see scammers trying to go to like well-known crypto people or no. like highly educated. No. Yeah, no. Like, no. Actually, <laughs> due, due to the recent events. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not getting that. I'm not getting that. Let, let, let's, let's pause right now. Yeah. For those of you who are listening, I'm sure you can read between the lines and you know what we're referencing. However, we will not yeah. be talking about said event. Yeah. Well, somebody was locked up in jail and mommy say, well, you know, he's a vegan. And no, no, we ain't talking about that. So, so, so before y'all get y'all panties in a bunch, don't come messaging me. How come y'all ain't talking about? No, we're not talking about that. Yeah. We're not mentioning that. The, the, we will make vague references and that's about it. Please do not ask me why we didn't talk about said event. I'm going to hurt your feelings. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> so I want to back up a bit because one of the, my goals for this show is to try to give persons not necessarily concrete answers, but a starting point. Because yeah. when it comes to education, I find that it's surprising how many people jump into the crypto space with no education. With no education. Like, what the yeah, fuck are you they doing? Just, they just sending money. And, and, <laughs> what? 
So okay, you, you, you used two terms earlier that I don't think a lot of people even understand. Centralized and decentralized. Yeah. So what is centralized and what is decentralized? All right. Centralized, like in the in the context of like finance, it's like when you're a financial institution, such mm. as like banks and brokers. Okay. So it's like one entity that does business for several like clients. So mm-hmm. it'd be like, all right, you sell to them and they'll sell to someone else. Mm-hmm. Decentralized is more so like when you have a network without a central authority. Okay. So a lot of blockchain is based on decentralization. Mm-hmm. Now there are pros and cons to each one of them. So mm-hmm. in centralized, you could say it is a form of security if the entity, the central entity is, you know. Like a credible. Yeah, a okay. credible industry. But um, like decentralization, like essentially like with blockchains, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Blockchains are created to create trust on a trustless system because mm. where you have different nodes verifying transactions okay. you don't use a blockchain for a company with two staff no like if you have <laughs> 2,000 or 20,000 staff you know that's when you will need something like to actually verify okay because there isn't trust between everyone who works there mm, okay so that's how it works so decentralization is just like essentially like a, think of it as like a web mm. and every connecting piece is a node or uh, part of that network. You talked a little bit about the the pros of centralized and decentralized. Let's look a little bit more at the cons of decentralized and centralized. Let's start with centralized. What are some of the cons? Well, you have one entity controlling all the money, essentially. Mm. So that's that's a, that's a form of it. That's where a lot of people... They U.S. Are, Federal Reserve, anyone? Oh, Let's I'm move not, on. I'm not getting into that. I'm not getting into that. I'm not getting into that. A lot of people, you know, they yeah. have qualms about you know yeah. governments controlling money yeah they have a lot of qualms about that is it safe to say that cryptocurrency or digital currency is a response to that crypto bitcoin definitely was a response to that okay right? i think bitcoin was definitely a response to like people essentially controlling your money because okay. i'm gonna go down a little not like a rabbit hole but a lot of people don't know the history of Bitcoin. Bitcoin has a very quote unquote dark history. Mm. Bitcoin was originally used on the dark web. Yes. For transactions mm. of like illicit stuff. Yes. It was used to buy stuff you wouldn't buy on eBay or Amazon. Yeah. Like, yeah. For example, I mean, can I say it? Yeah, go ahead. Drugs, yeah. weapons, all people. Type, yeah. Yeah. You could, uh, yeah. It was involved a lot of shady stuff. Yeah. So. That was essentially the, 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 uh, the digital Silk Road. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Silk Road. Um, was was it Ross Aldrich? Well, yeah. I did a whole presentation <laughs> on <laughs> like the way how they arrested him. Yeah. If, like, if you want to know about a re- really interesting story, follow up on Silk Road. Yeah. yeah so yeah. that's really where Bitcoin kind of got its start. Dark, yeah. And um, well, let's talk about the cons of decentralized. Well, decentralized is like there is an essential authority. Mm-hmm. So it's like it might not have, I don't want to say not have as much security, mm-hmm. but, you know, sometimes you will have like a network that isn't as strong. So okay. Yes, there's several several cons with decentralization. Yeah. Okay. Um, one of the things I like to, to tell persons is when someone comes to you and says, there are no cons to decentralized currency. Big red flag. Yeah. <laughs> Humongous red flag. Because think about it, like, if Bitcoin, 
if someone steals your Bitcoin, mm-hmm. who are you going to call? <laughs> you going to call Satoshi Nakamoto? You going to the SEC? That's what you're yeah. you going to do? <laughs> well, fuck out of here with that bullshit. But, but, okay, so with all of that then being said, again, in Lambo's opinion, yeah. where do you lean more towards? You mean like which one I would, like, which one I'm more interested in? Yes. Oh, decentralization. The decentralization, like, yeah. Um, crypto. Like, yeah. Like, even though I have a finance background, mm-hmm. I just find crypto more interesting. Like, mm-hmm. just because... There's always new stuff developing. There's always new technology mm-hmm. developing behind it. Mm-hmm. And I just find it a more interesting space. And mm-hmm. um, I noticed my sound kind of odd. The people in the industry, I just kind of gel with more. <laughs> 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 no, don't sound weird to me. Yeah, <laughs> like the people in the industry, they're a little bit more, I don't want to say laid back, mm-hmm. but you know, yeah. They're not as uptight. And <laughs> I, I think, I think um, people in the crypto space who aren't necessarily always younger. Yeah. Um, they are more open to alternatives. Yeah. Whereas people, persons within, you know, traditional yeah. financial, the traditional financial sector, they know that this thing works yeah. and that works and that works alone. And if we veer even three yeah. degrees to the left of the r- bullshit, this works. <laughs> like, um, the Crypto Bahamas event, right? Mm-hmm. I I had a friend, me and him was out there and me and I was walking around, we was meeting and greeting people, and mm-hmm. he said something to me. He was like, Lamont, I realize most of the people here are weird. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, that's usually who was in crypto. crypto. Exactly. Like, the weird person is mm-hmm. the one who really, like, the guys who used to invest in Bitcoin when it was at like $2 and all that. Yeah. The average person didn't do that. Exactly. You know, that was mm-hmm. someone who was either on a website they shouldn't have been on or, <laughs> you know, reading a little bit too much forums. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was the weird guy. Yeah. You know, the weird person, you know. So, okay. How, again, in your observation, in your opinion, when it comes to the digital currency space, has the Bahamas laid a good foundation and how do we continue to navigate this space? Let's go with the first thing. Has the Bahamas really laid a good foundation when it comes to digital currency? I would say yes. Okay. Yeah, definitely um, we took the helm because the sand dollar is the first central bank digital currency. Yes. And it, we really took the helm with that. Now, mm-hmm. you got to understand with everything, there's going to be growing pains. Yes. Whenever you're first to do something, you're going to bump your toe a little bit. Yeah. And that's the time when you actually reassess and you go back to the drawing board, you take this out, you put mm-hmm. that in. Because they'll always be tweaking. Yeah, because yeah. like, even in the, this industry, like NFTs weren't a thing a few years ago. Oh, we can get into that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> NFTs weren't a thing. And yeah. it's like, right now, that's one, that's, if you're in crypto, everyone's trying to issue an NFT. Yeah. So it's like you always have to go back to the drawing board. You always have to adapt. This industry forces you to adapt and keep up. Now, with that being said, Brother Lambo, please, for the love of black and white Jesus, what the question ever? What (laughs) the whole fuck is an NFT? Think of it, my nigga. Think of it as a digital Pokemon card. Oh, (laughs) all right. (laughs) Like I, I used to collect Pokemon cards when I was young. I always tell the story. Yeah. And I had a holographic Charizard. All right, all right. Someone stole it. You was ready to fight. Oh, man. 
That holographic jar is hard. I would have taken like three years off from work if I had sell that. Like, Man. That, uh, I, the wrongest thing I did one day was went online and I checked the volume of it. I was like, God <laughs> damn, damn, yeah. damn. Yeah. Uh, but um, it's basically a quote unquote digital certificate of authenticity. Mm-hmm. So it's a form of like uh, either a digital art piece, music, mm-hmm. video. Mm-hmm. But the way I was set up is you could download a copy of it. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. But that NFT is sitting on a blockchain. So whoever owns that mm-hmm. owns the right to that original NFT. Yes. So while you might have a video, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily own the NFT. Okay, okay. So you could send that video back and forth, but someone actually owns that NFT and they could say, hey, I own the NFT. Mm-hmm. Now, to some people, having the picture itself is good enough. They mm-hmm. don't really need to say, I own the NFT. Mm-hmm. But the others it's like they want to actually be the quote-unquote owner. Mm. And I is it originally started off like digital art. Okay. And it's almost like the real art world. Mm. You know, you could get a Mona Lisa copy or whatever for like 20 bucks, a Mona Lisa poster. Yeah. But that isn't the original no, Mona, Mona Lisa. Lisa. Exactly. So that's almost the same context. The same context of mm. an NFT. Okay. So the original Mona Lisa would be like the original NFT. Okay. And the one you get out of the corner store, mm. the poster, mm. that's that's a copy, copy of, it. of it. Yeah. Like a screenshot, essentially. So what that means then is just like with cryptocurrencies, ninety-five percent of the NFTs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, boy. See, some of it has like a collection aspect to it right mm-hmm. then some of it is they actually try to build like use cases so they try mm-hmm. to um ingrade it like video games and other aspects so it's like right if you buy an nft you have this product within a video game mm-hmm. and to me that makes sense so yes. it's like let's say if we're playing grand theft auto mm-hmm. if you want a certain type of car let's say if they sold the car as an nft mm-hmm. so once you buy the car that's your car yes and you could have was um remember what I said like copy of the original one? Yes. You got up NFTs like in a series, so it's like you see how like with Pokemon cards, mm. you have different Pokemon cards, but it'll almost be like all right, one of one thousand, two of one thousand, three of one thousand, yeah. Yeah, you could do that with an NFT. So you could have an identical one, but each one of them are like separate. Okay, like yeah. they have their own characteristics. Exactly. Okay, okay, okay. And like for example, I've been to a party and it was a Nice party. Mm-hmm. Great party, actually. <laughs> you literally needed an NFT to get in. Like, mm-hmm. if you didn't know the people who were throwing the party, mm-hmm. they required an NFT to get in the party. Wow, okay. So it's like, that gave it some sort of, like, actual utility. Okay. So it's like, you could issue an NFT and have people, like, join a club or something like that. Just okay. like a, some people do it, like, in a form of a pass. But okay, you can okay. find different use cases for NFTs. But okay, okay. Like, like I said earlier, 95% of it, foolishness yeah <laughs> like, yeah yeah um i was listening to gary v talking about nfts oh, and he was heavy into that yeah i now not so much but <laughs> <laughs> you're selling nfts to go to this restaurant or yeah yeah, yeah. Right? while i understand the putting you utility behind the nft yeah um is it essentially now just a novelty um, would you say that it's become that? In some cases, as hmm. in some cases, as, um, there are still there are still M- M- NFTs being minted, mm-hmm. but 
a lot of it is novelty now. That's okay. to say, like you own a board ape or crypto punk. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, the NFT market has actually been taking like a big hit. Like yeah, you've heard stories of like celebrities who bought NFTs for like millions of dollars. Now they're trading at like a hundred thousand. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So especially since you know the sad yeah. event that we will not talk yeah, about. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. So okay, now with that being said, we talked about what is an NFT. Uh, where does the metaverse fall into the, all of this? So the metaverse is almost like a digital. It's almost like a digital world. So mm-hmm. you will have different companies that have their own metaverse. So it mm-hmm. isn't like one set metaverse. Yeah. And so it's like you could buy digital land and like is. <laughs> It, it sounds kind of silly. Let's be all the way real. <laughs> yes, it is. Because the dude who spent, I think it was about $1.4 million to buy a piece of land next to Snoop Dogg and the Death Row Metaverse. Hold the fuck on. Yeah, that's... <laughs> what? Yeah, it's... <laughs> to me, I always see it as just like a game. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Like pretty much. Because, I mean, people was trying to carry on, like, you know, the metaverse was, like, the... 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 the, the future. The future and the, the world, uh, the digital world of the Matrix had come to life. <laughs> and it's like, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's calm down. First of all... Um, Everyone up there would metaverse. Exactly. Which one we can use. So... Mark Zuckerberg tried that. He was like... like <laughs> infinity billion dollars on that shit. Like, yeah. I know you know, I changed the company name there. <laughs> what? Better. What? Is it that the technology just is not ready and we need another couple of decades? I believe um I believe virtual reality is definitely in the future, like yeah. working like in virtual settings. So yes. it's like you're having a Instead of you having to go to the office, mm. you work from home. Work from home, yeah. yeah. Well, the pandemic kind of taught us. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that's definitely an option. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's definitely in the future. It's just that I think everyone is just trying to rush. Mm. And that's a part of the process. Usually that's mm. part of the process. Like, you know? like FOMO. Yeah. yeah. Some people have to rush and break things and see what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. Then just go from there. But, yeah, that a lot of people just jumped in. Same thing with crypto. Jumped in, don't really understand. What the hell is going on? This little block of land. Yeah, it's just to say I buy it. Now, I I will say this: I see a lot of parallels and similarities to the dot com race back in the nineties. Oh yeah. There was a time when, damn it. (laughs) You mentioned something, and I think I can make a video on it. FOMO. Yes. Fear of missing missing out. out. Yes. It was, the, it was the same thing. People was buying up yeah. .coms left and right, and yes. it all crashed. Not all. Um, but, and I said the, 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 but I shouldn't, that's not an a accurate term. The bubble burst. Let yeah, me say it like the bubble that. burst. B- but, but, it's not like .coms went away. No. They're, they're now actually an essential part yeah. of life. Yeah, definitely. So is is it is it safe to say that maybe... Yeah, it's very similar. To, with, <laughs> with NFTs. Yeah, yeah. very similar. The NFTs, crypto, yeah. metaverse, all of it. It's yes. like everyone's trying to rush in because it's like they just want to say they were in early. Okay. And what you have to understand is you have bad actors mm-hmm. who are going to make projects yes. and remain anonymous, mm-hmm. issue their project, 
just because they know everyone wants to hurry up, get in, and make a quick buck. Yeah. They're going to take the money and run away. So yes. it's going to be like a rug pull. Yes, that, that's exactly <laughs> what it's called. Yeah. A rug pull. So. Little pump. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's, that's something you have to be really mindful of. And that's another thing we've going back to what Mamians have done in Islam before mm-hmm. investing is FOMO. Fair FOMO missing. missing out, yeah. That's one of the reasons why they want to invest in something that they don't understand. Mm. Mm. Okay. Um, as far as the global clip, global uh, cryptocurrency market, where is the Bahamas' place in that, from your perspective? Boy, um, boy, I think we, boy, given events that happen, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think a microscope is on us mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um. I think we are doing. I think we're doing a good job on like repairing our. Yes. Yeah, repairing what's going on. I, I I heard it explained to me like this, and I kind of see where the logic is in it. Um, that event had to take place, mm. and it had to take place because, like you said, now with the Bahamas being on a, under a microscope, how do we deal with crisis? Yeah. Do we come out the other side of the crisis, like rising up like a phoenix, or yeah. do we buckle under the pressure yeah. and, you know, be sent off into oblivion? Yeah. If the Bahamas can prove that, hey, after said event, we came out the other side, you know, intact. Yeah. I think that's the moment when the confidence will skyrocket. Yeah. And 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 it's it was. Very comforting to hear you say that the Bahamas has put down a very good foundation yeah. when it comes to the cryptocurrencies or digital currency space. Yeah. So now that when that time comes and the confidence is returned, yeah. then the the actual growth Definitely. will come what everybody was, was expecting, you know, in the past three to five years. Yeah. So is that a safe I, assumption I, to make? I agree with them with those sentiments. Okay. I agree with those sentiments. Because the reality is, a lot of it, it was out of our control. Yes. It was out of our control. That could happen anywhere. That could happen in any, in Jamaica. That probably could happen in the U.S. Probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah, stuff like that has happened in the U.S. So yeah. I don't want people to think like it's, it's just a Bahamas issue. No. No. So, okay. Now, if you're not comfortable answering this question, that's fine. Yeah. Should the government be the entity spearheading the continuing or the moving forward in the digital currency space? Oh, boy. Um, I am not going to speak to the regulation of it, but the government should not shy away because that definitely is something that can benefit as well as traditional financial markets. Okay. Yeah, so... Okay. Um, decentralized finance, digital assets, all that could benefit the traditional financial markets and okay. make it more efficient. Okay. So I don't think, even though I don't want to speak on like who should regulate and the mm-hmm. regulation aspect of it. And that's right. Yeah, definitely. In any any government, really, mm-hmm. should want to integrate that. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Let's look at something that was asked to me and I didn't quite know how to answer the question. Someone decides they're going to invest in Bitcoin. Yeah. They make a profit on Bitcoin. They now want to transfer or exchange the Bitcoin back to fiat. Yeah. 
how easy is that? There is barriers to it. I'm not going to speak to it because mm. I love to I love to call names of certain companies. Please, yeah, yeah. Mm. So I'm not going to speak to it, but it is possible. It's possible. Yeah. Um, is 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 that barrier? I don't want to say easy. Is it worth the time investment? Let me say it like that. Um, depends on the amount of crypto you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So, I like you see this is iPhone 14. Yeah. I I bought this completely in cryptocurrency. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But the way how I did it, it was I actually used uh, like bought gift cards with crypto and I just use it on the on the official the Apple website. website. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But if it's a amount where it's like you need it mm-hmm. or you've made a sizable profit, yeah. But I think if it's anything, I'm, I don't know like the minimum, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to throw an arbitrary number. Let's say if it's like $50, mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, you might as well just leave that there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how how much has entity co- companies, corporate, be it corporate Bahamas, corporate America, corporate Canada, it's corporate around the world, how much have they embraced digital and cryptocurrency? Um, <laughs> that's, that's a funny question, right? Because at first... Is like, remember the Mike Jones song um, back then? And they, they didn't want me. They all on me, yeah. yeah. So what happened, like, what I noticed, like, in the U.S., right? Mm-hmm. At first, a lot of, like, business leaders, they was talking down on crypto and Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a scam. This is a bunch of foolishness. But I tell people, like, don't really focus on Bitcoin. Focus on blockchain technology. Okay. Yeah, so when a lot of them start seeing their competitors partnering with these major crypto firms and mm-hmm actually integrating mm-hmm. it's like oh i cannot be left behind right. you know <laughs> the FOMO kicks in again. yeah the FOMO <laughs> kicks in like it kicks in almost at all levels yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah okay okay so it's like a lot of these firms you know they start all oh, we gotta all oh, we gotta like a tokenomics they don't even know what tokenomics yeah, means it's like i don't have nothing to do with their business model but it's hey we want to issue a coin now like for what yeah exactly exactly <laughs> just because they see someone else do it so a lot of firms have actually started looking at like integrating blockchain and you know digital assets into their their infrastructure and their operations. Okay. Know? Because ultimately they just want efficiency. Okay. Yeah, they just want efficiency. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, that's definitely been happening. Um, it's also happening locally in the Bahamas. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's but, get into that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm not really gonna get into it. But mm. one of the things that the same thing we talk about, like with education. Mm. There isn't a. You have some people here doing it, but a lot of people like who are in positions to do stuff, mm. they might not really understand it, mm. and they might not be as quick to jump in because okay. you have to understand. And some of us might look at it and be like, "Oh, they just old fashioned," and mm. you have to look at it from their point of view. Mm. It's reputational risk. Yes, you spent your entire career building. All of a sudden, you think you could jump into some crypto stuff you just said about last week. No, no, no. No, no, no. Like, it's going to be harder to convince them. When you, as opposed to someone like who's in their teens or 20s, who kind of like grew up listening Mm, to crypto. Yeah. You know, all their favorite influencers and their favorite TV personalities. I mean, no one, like, I don't watch TV, but (laughs) their favorite YouTube personalities, you know, talking about crypto. So they'll have a better understanding and feel more comfortable. Mm as opposed to someone, because you gotta understand, like, 
even like with social media, a lot mm. of our parents, they, they didn't grow up with that. No. The idea of making a living off social media was when I come when I came out of high school, I thought that was so foreign. Yeah. <laughs> and right now You you have persons literally <laughs> making have, millions of dollars. I have friends who yeah. literally don't work. Exactly. Like exactly. <laughs> yeah. But like you said, they grew up around it. They kind of got saturated in it. Yeah. And they now understand like the building blocks of it and the principles behind it. Yeah. So since they put the time in to understand it, they can benefit and capitalize and exploit it. Definitely. Not somebody who just happens to have 25,000 followers on TikTok <laughs> or Facebook. Oh, well, you know, if if, if, if if all of them spend $1 with no bullshit, it's not going to work like that. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? But one of the things that I think we need to also look at as well, and this is especially for New Providence, I don't know so much about the family islands. Uh, Eventually, they'll get there. But the Bahamas, New Providence, is gradually going cashless. Yeah. I'm I'm always kind of caught off guard by the amount of places that just straight up don't take cash. Yeah. Like the airport. Yeah. You want to buy a vitamin? (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Where's your car? Okay. So... With 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 that sweeping kind of adapting, uh, adaptation that's coming in. Even like in the United States, mm. that United States been everywhere has cashless. Like yeah, sometimes when I travel, I don't even even though it was a very bad habit. Mm. I barely take cash. Sometimes yeah. I travel. Sometimes yeah, but I'll take like a hundred, two hundred bucks. But I mean, it, and and yes, there is the 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 safety yeah. aspect of it. Um, my thing though is. I, I do feed into one of the conspiracy theories. Like, look, I don't want to be putting ten grand on my card. Yeah. And then you, the 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 American government decide, okay, what we can do is squeeze this nigga balls, <laughs> and you can tell us something we like, need to know. I remember, <laughs> I remember from my birthday like two years ago. Yeah. I ran away to watch a UFC fight in Miami. Mm, yeah. And I'm talking about I carry like I carried a lot of cash on me. Yeah. And I felt virtually broke. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I, I, yeah. I virtually felt broke. Yeah. Like I had to buy it was something I didn't must be a rental car or something. Mm-hmm. Like in a hotel. Yeah. And it's literally like it got to the point where I was ready to ask a stranger, I was ready to give him the money so mm. he could pay off his card or like because yeah. Yeah. I felt broke and yeah. like yeah. So I found myself driving to Walmart buying one of those gift cards mm. and I had to put money on that. Like that's that's when I realized how real it is. It's, yeah. 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 And, it, and and the one thing, especially Nasuvians had to understand, like, look, this is the direction we gain. You can bitch if you want. Yeah. But say what you like, do what you like, still got you going my way. Yeah. That kind of thing. So <laughs> out there in the family islands, not so much. Um, and you know, Grammy and Grampy, them definitely, oh, yeah. they ain't on that run. No. But I, I, I see something similar happening um, with the introduction and the rollout and the adaptation of say a sand dollar in in the in new providence at least yeah now what effect in your opinion and observation will that have on the country or is having on the country i can't speak on that but generally what it'll do is it gets people more used to actually using digital currency okay and me, I'm a proponent for it. Like, mm. I'm actually a 
because I don't like right now I don't carry cash everywhere I go. Exactly. Uh, sometimes when I want to buy something to eat, it's like like I bought like a hot dog the other day and mm-hmm. signed all that. It's like that really came in handy because <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had like no cash on me and she yeah. didn't take hard. Mm-hmm. But it's like I'm just happy like more people are actually starting to get more familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Now obviously like the older generation, you know, it will be some pushback. Yeah. Because they're just used to doing things like if it was working, you gotta imagine something was working their entire life. Yes. And you're trying to introduce something mm. new. It's like And and it, it, but for a lot of them it's not even like you introducing it slowly. Yeah. It's like, okay, last year you walk in the gas station, you want a hot dog, three dollars, pay you three dollars. You did that in December. You literally come the following week. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I want to buy that hot dog. Oh, we only accept card, nigga. What? <laughs> you know how Bahamians go, you ain't want this money. Y'all ain't want me. Ain't no money. You better try. I take this treat. All this. But, you know, even though the pushback comes, yeah. you know. I think it's a, I think it's a necessary. I think it's necessary. necessary. Now, is there any credence? Let me say it like that. To the whole notion of like a one-world currency and oh, Big Brother and oh, this how we can <laughs> this how we can control the masses and RFID <laughs> and you, know, you 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 know the whole yeah. zeitgeist. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you. Is, 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 is that something to be concerned with? Um, I always, like I try to tell people sometimes. Most of our information is already in a database. Mm. Like. From, lo- from, from long back. <laughs> yeah, like from probably the day you was born. Exactly, like. exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, it ain't much we could do. <laughs> like, like, so I even try not to think about it. Like, yeah. God, like, there isn't much we could do, but it does It does give the aspect that hey, there is Big Brother watching. Mm. Yeah, there is Big Brother. Now, as far as like the new world, a lot of stuff, I don't really like to get into it. But yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. That's, that's no problem. That's no problem. Yeah. Let me ask this. For a business in the Bahamas, they're hearing about sand dollar. They're hearing about digital currency. Uh, you just mentioned you bought your iPhone using your crypto. Yeah. So they want to look at being able to accept these different alternative forms of payment. Yeah. What is the first step that they need to consider? Well, they love to go to a provider like, Probably like, you know, like central bank mm-hmm. or like that. But I can't really get into that. No, that's fine. Yeah, but they love to go to provider. Mm-hmm. But it definitely is necessary because you don't want to lose out on money. No. Yeah. So. It is is that is that a simple enough process? I can't speak to the process. I mm-hmm. the, yeah. I, I have an experience like doing it, so I okay. can't really speak to that process. Okay, because yeah. I I think for a lot of Bahamians. That's where a lot of the apprehension comes in. Yeah. So, I mean, for example, if you were a mom and pop shop and you were selling cup baggy and chip and, you know, twists and all like that, you know what I'm saying? And and now you want to be able to take card yeah. at your little shop. What What is the barrier of entry for something like that? And see, too, we got to also talk about, like, their clientele. Yes. Yeah, because when you're, like, in certain... certain um, like areas, not a lot of people carry card in those areas. Most exactly. people just deal with cash, so exactly. they might not really see the benefit of dealing with, you know, with with with, with card and digital and all like that. Yeah. With that, with, with well, then with that being said, will 
cash ever be completely replaced in your opinion um someone we just had a conversation on instagram about this mm. uh, an influencer actually said that he thinks cash is going to be replaced in his lifetime mm. i i don't want to say replace but i could definitely see where like we already see it where it's kind of like not really it's, yeah. it's like falling to second and third place yeah yeah but I'm not going to say there's be a point where it's absolutely obsolete. Okay. Yeah. But I could definitely see where the tide is shifting. Okay. So, is, how do I want to ask this? <laughs> so. now you, 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 I got to think about this now because when I ask the question, you know, people just listen intently and, and, and try to cancel you right out the gate. Yeah. Um, when it comes to cryptocurrency and like person's portfolio, yeah, in your opinion, again, not financial advice. How they should allocate it? How should they <laughs> allocate it? What percentage of their portfolio should it be? In your opinion, not financial advice. Again, not financial advice. Um, usually the standard is they say try to keep like thirty percent in Bitcoin. Okay. That's the standard, right? Okay. But I don't do it. I, mm. I just gonna let you know. Like sometimes I'll keep it in like different coins or different tokens. Okay. And sometimes I do that because I'm trying to execute on like an alpha opportunity. Okay. Okay. So I see a company might have a deal with another like big platform. Like they might be partnering with like YouTube or Netflix or anything. Okay. So it's like, all right, let me shift some money over there. Okay. And just see how that works. Okay. But. Is that something that persons should do on their own or the entities that exist that doubt do it for them? That's usually something you got to do on your own unless you have like a crypto broker or <laughs> something like that. But do, do they even exist in the country? Not in the Bahamas. Okay. At least not that I know of. Not, I, I say the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> someone came to me the beginning of the year and said they came across a crypto broker and I'm like, in this country? Um, uh, no, that nigga's from Nigeria. No. <laughs> another piece of advice, and I really should have said this at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Don't invest if, like, whenever you're dealing with, like, a lot of, like, brokers or, or quote-unquote investment companies, mm -hmm. if they aren't regulated by the Securities Commission, yes, do not give mm -hmm. those people your money. Exactly. And the Securities Commission, if you send them a message, they will actually let you know right if this person's regular they have a database where you can check it okay so do is, not is, is that crypto or does that extend to finance in general finance in general okay yeah so before you give these people the money for your loan or whatever mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> ensure that they're regulated because trust me that stuff happens okay, yeah. yeah stuff happens yeah and can, can you can you speak to like the security commission here in the bahamas like how um, they operate? Is that something you can get into or that's... No, I can't get into that. Okay. But I can speak to like how we was talking about just um, just making sure that they're regulated. Yes. Because even you will have some companies or some people who will try to pretend like they are regulated mm. by the Securities Commission. Okay. That's why I say always do your due diligence mm -hmm. before you give anyone money or send anyone money mm -hmm. because you don't want to send it then try come after the fact. <laughs> yeah. No. yeah. Yeah. So, okay. With that being said, then, what are some of the things that will let someone know if someone is legitimate or non-legitimate? 
You have a database. They, um, okay, well, yeah. Yeah, they have a website where you can check to see the listing of all the entities. Mm-hmm. And if you're, if they don't, if they're not there, it's probably, I mean, yeah. I mean, probably, <laughs> uh, that's probably a road you don't need to be walking down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, people, so y- you did heal Brother Lambo. <laughs> don't give everyone your don't money. Don't give everyone your money. <laughs> if you got the time to jump on TikTok and see gals shaking their asses, you have the time... <laughs> To go and find the Securities <laughs> Commission website and research whether or not this person you're speaking to yeah. is legitimate. Yeah. You know, it, 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 unfortunately, we live in a time where people seem to not want to be held accountable. Yeah. But, I mean, ultimately, they were able to get the money from you. Yeah. So, is it right? No. Um, was it predatory? Yes. Do you feel like a jackass? Yes. But at the end of the day, you could have avoided that. Yeah. Wow. All right. So somebody decided to call, and this is not a call-in show. <laughs> so um, what we can do is we can leave that alone, and we will call them back. Uh, we will continue our conversation. But whoever you are, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, I will be dealing with you at a later point. So, getting back to the to the conversation, yeah. um, when it comes to um, the is, is the Securities Commission is that an extension of the government or is that a private entity or that's a quasi government? Quasi government, yeah, okay. It's part of the government. Okay, okay, all right. So, what happens? I'm I'm, I'm asking now. You have the Ministry of Finance, you have um, the Securities Commission, and then you have all of the financial institutions basically answer to those entities. Yeah, essentially they're responsible for um, governing investment companies and okay. the bonds. That's the primary function. Okay. Yeah, so. Um, hmm. I can't get too much into other details, but that's okay. the primary function of the Securities Commission. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right, all right. So every country really has their, their investment authority, mm-hmm. if you will. Okay. Yeah, so who deals with um, ensuring that all investment companies operating in that ju- jurisdiction mm-hmm. are held to a standard and follow like proper guidelines and procedures. Okay, okay. Yeah. I want to go back a bit. When it comes to educating persons about just finance in general, yeah. in Lambo's opinion, who is responsible for that initial set of education? Um, I don't want to speak. There's a lot I can't speak on. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ultimately, I put it, and I don't want to just be those people who blame the government for everything, mm-hmm. but it's like, that's a part of it. Like, you'll have to ensure, like, curriculum is actually taken to teach mm-hmm. children as well as adults. Yes. So, there is initiatives with that, but I can't speak um, further on, like, which entity is responsible or who should be responsible for that. Okay. Yeah. Um, can you give us a sense of where they can go to get some sort of initial education about finance in general? Yeah, you could, um, the Securities Commission has um, resources, mm-hmm. Central Bank has resources, mm-hmm. other, enti- um, other entities locally have resources. Okay. You can go and learn. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, would you say it's better to start, like, there, or should they, should they talk to their uncle who worked in the bank for 30 years or something <laughs> like that? Um, you could either start there or... You could find 
I'm not going to call the name of none of the entities, but you have several investment companies in the Bahamas. Okay. Where you can speak with like an agent. And okay. And basically, you can probably set an appointment to sit down like if you want to go through any investment products like okay. that. Okay. 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 Yeah. Um, lastly, I want to get into BISEX. What is that? That's Bahamas International Securities Exchange. Yes. Yeah. So basically, we have set, we have um, a myriad of companies that trade, like mm-hmm. public companies locally that trade on BizX. Okay. So you can go and you could buy and sell securities that are traded on BizX. Okay. I'm not sure exactly how much securities are on it right now. I know when I first started like learning about them, the thing was like 20 something or so. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that number has grown. Grown, yeah. Yeah. So you could buy um, secu- um, stocks, bonds, and different companies. Mm-hmm. Just off BizX, so it's like, yeah, it's just like our, it's almost like our, like our, like our stock exchange. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, well, again, if persons are interested in trying to find that information, uh, but Alambo is giving you some <laughs> uh, information on where to start. Yeah. So you know, um, is it all right if persons like contact you via social media or? Yeah, no um, it, uh, but how, how do they get in contact with you? At Lamont Astwood. L-A-M-O-N-T-A-S-T-W-O-O-D on all socials. And and please listen to that carefully because if, if you come across a site <laughs> or a page... I, I Lamont Astwood. I am Lamont Astwood <laughs> underscore <laughs> one, two, four, two. No, that's not him. Okay? It's one straight word, no other characters <laughs> whatsoever. If you see anything else... You're about to get royally screwed. <laughs> okay, so let's keep all of that in mind. Look in the show notes. The description will be in the show notes of where to find legitimate, authentic Lamont Oscar. All right, because you, you kind of scared me just now. But I said, you all kind of, nigga, what? You ain't even trying to fit even I, I was tempted to be like, hey, you know, I, I, I live shopping. and I got a bed. I can set up on fucking. I can do this shit too, you know what I mean? Any last words you want to share with everyone? All right. Um, my last words is don't FOMO into anything you don't know mm-hmm. about. Don't have the fear of missing out. Yes. And jump into something that you're not prepared for. Mm. And remember, there are people out there who are willing to scam you. Be very careful, especially on social media. Be incredibly careful. Boy. And don't click no funny links. Nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah, so, and also just get educated, mm-hmm. you know. Before you invest in anything, just try to get educated. Speak with a professional. Find someone who might know what they're talking about mm-hmm. and have a conversation. And also be receptive. Mm-hmm. Be receptive. Like, you don't want to come in like, it's okay not to know stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like some people might call me a crypto expert. I'm, I'm just like, all right, I know a little something. Mm-hmm. I know I have friends who know way more than me. Yeah. I feel dumb talking to them. <laughs> but they are some of the best conversations because mm-hmm. I walk away learning something mm-hmm. or I'll be like, okay, let me go find out what they were talking about. Yes. So, yeah, don't be, af- don't be afraid to learn about something new. Mm-hmm. So okay. that's my little parting words. All right, all right. So with that being said, I want to take this time out to thank Brother Lambo for coming through. Like I said, in order to get in contact with him, his information will be in the show notes. And this has been the Codename Agents of Chaos podcast. I'd like to impart to everyone too that the crypto space and the digital currency space 
is wide and very expansive. You're not going to learn about it in a YouTube video. So take your time, take the information and digest it. It will take you a couple of weeks. It will take you a couple of months. It may take you the full year just to understand one or two aspects of the basics. If that scares you, leave it the fuck alone. <laughs> okay? But it is something that Bahamians need to continue to look at seriously. And it is going to be a part of our future. So you could run from it all you want. But it's coming. All right? So this has been the Codename Agents of Chaos podcast. This has been Crypto Talking with Brother Lambo Astwood. Thank you again for joining us. And we are... Out.